We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Burn, there's an old expression and I will butcher it. Not shocking. Something to the extent of it takes more money to attract a new client or a new referral or a new member than it does to keep an existing one. Is that right? It's probably something along those lines. It's probably, that's actually, I should probably give you a pat on the back. That's way better than I thought you were going to do. I so. love that. Young Katie, remind him when we see him. Congrats. Back. You Congrats. You got that sock on, <laughs> but, you, but you still shit your pants. sock <laughs> on, but you shit your pants. Yeah. I'm, you know, I understand that fully. Madison's in that, in that age range now where she's like, seeing a little bit more understanding. I mean, she's four months. I'm not talking like she's talking. But it's like, oh, you did that? Oh, wait, you just shit in the bathtub. So yeah. now we have to evacuate. He's in. He's now incapable of not breaking everything that he touches. What's the last thing he's broken? Uh, he broke this little box yesterday. He broke, he threw something across the room and broke that last night. Um, he's one of those sons where he's like running around, he's had something he's not supposed to. And you're like, hey, put it down. You start to chase him. So he immediately just throws it. Yeah, and breaks it. So it's like, all right, well, so we you're, can't, we can't, we can't watch TV now. He broke the remote because you're running away from me. <laughs> so let, let's dig into this a little bit. You know, we're talking about retention, and I think we, we've we've alluded to this in the past. We've discussed it in the past, but so many affiliates, so many CrossFit affiliates, butcher this. They just get this part of their business wrong. Which is understandable. I think there's been a lot of uh, probably, I don't know, say bad information out there. I just think probably a little bit of maybe bad or or incorrect. And I think, so it's probably the number one thing that people, when we talk to them about like, what do they think the problem is? They're like retention. Retention is a problem. I'm losing more people than I'm getting every month or I'm getting six and I'm losing five. So I'm netting one. And then I, the next month I lose seven and net five. So now I'm down, you know, one over that 60 days. And you know, and I think everybody thinks it's, I think everybody thinks it's one thing. And the, and the thing that I kind of gravitate towards with regard to what people think is it's like some weird, it's like some back end, you know, email campaign that like that's retention. Like this is, if I put this email template in place, like that's retention. And that's just so fundamentally flawed with regard to what a retention is and what it entails. And I think if you, really start to understand it then then you you start to your eyes start to open up about like all the things you're missing with regard to retention but i think it's very important so like you've referred to it 180 day journey like that is that is one aspect of new of retention meaning like if you had 10 spokes that'd be one of them that is not going to maximize your retention it's not you could put that in there and, and it, it would save a handful, but it's not going to keep people so that you can always outpace any churn that you have. Well, you, you said something like, hey, this people, you know, get it wrong. And I would I would go a little further and say, 
they just don't do it. They're like, okay, we got a member. Cool. Now they're a member for life. And it's like, no, I've, the first thing that a lot of these box owners need to realize, because they've never pulled this report is the average length of time people stay. What would you say average, mm -hmm. you know, people are going to leave, you know, whether it's work related, you know, they, they decide they want to try something different. There's plenty of, there's plenty of real reasons and mm -hmm. acceptable reasons people leave, but what would you say on average, a box should be looking for, for a length of time, a member stays a paying member? I, I think the minimum would be one year, but I think you should be shooting towards two years. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I live in an area, why would I ever stop coming? Right. And I, I, I wish I could remember where I heard this because I would love to give credit for it. Um, probably. No, it was profound. That's why I know you definitely didn't say it. The, you know, like, and I may have been mentioned on the podcast before, but very rarely does somebody leave a CrossFit affiliate because they had a bad experience. It definitely happens. More often than not, they leave because they become indifferent to it. It becomes blah. It's warm milk toast. They don't care anymore. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just in the middle. And the price point doesn't match just in the middle, right? If you're paying 150 to 200, 200 bucks a month, just blah, warm milk toast doesn't cut it. That's why people leave. And I think the other problem is like, so yes, there are the, there are the people that are not doing it because they're not aware that they should be doing it or have no concept of what it is. And then the larger bucket, I think, actually, I don't know which one of those buckets is larger, but the other bucket is people who I, who are searching for the wrong thing. They're like, Hey, I just give me, give me the email template. Like what, like, give me that thing so that I can put this in place and, and everybody will get pinged. And then they'll, and they'll remember that they're a, a member here. And I'm like, that's, you're all it's you're all wrong you know first of all what is milk toast if you'd have had it milk toast is your performance on this podcast that's what milk toast is <laughs> katie you're laughing when i ask you know what milk toast is is this like a southern thing i'm from new jersey so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what milk toast is. I'm I'm googling it right now. Imagine imagine you took toast and you soaked it in warm milk and then you ate it. Ah, oh, sounds good. Right, which is why Miriam Webster. Which is... It also it's not spelt it's spelt M I L Q U E, not like milk, like what you drink. Oh, so is... you're <laughs> No, I didn't you didn't ask me to spell it. <laughs> but but I'm I'm guessing based on the spelling it has nothing to do with milk from a cow. Let's see. No, it's Merriam-Webster defines it as timid, meek, or an unassertive person. Right. Mm. Huh. So, hey, I get so you. So it's you, Jack. <laughs> You're using it properly. You just did that on accident. No, it's an expression. You basically did, you put a sock on, but then you shit yourself. You just did no, it. No, it's, it's an expression. You didn't ask me to, you didn't ask me to spell it. No, it's I'm an saying, expression that's no. used when something is blah. No, I, I agree. I think you're using it properly. But no, you, no, I, I am using it properly. Not you, you think are. I'm using it properly. I'm suggesting you are, but you were using it properly, thinking it had to do with soaking toast in milk, and it has nothing to do with that. Well, if you were to describe what that would taste like, you would get a picture of that person in your mind. <laughs> There's no winning with Fern, young Katie. <laughs> well, at least so, now you understand. Now you now you know, so don't try. I, I really do like the analogy and the story you made because you're right. You know, 
and, and this is a problem too. If you ask members why they leave, they'll be like, oh, there's not enough classes on the schedule or maybe even classes that are too busy or, you know, I used to like it when so-and-so coached the class I go to now it's this, but really I, I agree with you. It's, it's that indifference. It's especially in CrossFit where it's, wait a sec, let me reevaluate. I'm paying $150 a month. I can either spend a thousand and have all of this shit in my house. Right. Or this global gym that opened down the road now has kettlebells, wall balls, bumper plates, and it's 1999 and my buddy's going to join with me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's that indifference of, and when we say indifference, I think what you're really saying, Fern, is you're no longer showing the value. People need to love it, right? So they need to, when they, when they think about your affiliate or my affiliate or anybody's affiliate, they need to look at it through the lens of, I cannot get that anywhere else. I could buy all my, I could buy all the equipment in my gym. It's boring. I could have all, I could have my own gym. It could be all of that stuff. Like I don't know how to coach myself. Um, I'm lonely and they're working out by myself. Like it's just an endless number of things. So or just the motivation of working out with other people. Like, so it, it needs to be a lot of other things with regard to that, or I just genuinely like to be around those people, right? Like absent of anything else, there's just good people there. Um, and, and, and you can do all of these intentionally and purposely, purposefully, and you should, but th that's where I think there is the disconnect is people think of retention as like this weird, and the, the analogies with regard to dating are just endless. It'd be like, It'd be like wanting a, the, the hot girl or guy to stick around after you go on your first date, but you like, all you really ever do is like text them once every three weeks. And they're like, but I don't know why the, the, she doesn't want to date me. I mean, I sent her the email. It's like, what? Like, well, how? So I, I think it's fair. I think it's, it's good to just kind of discuss that. And, and then fundamentally knowing where retention starts and it's not where people think. It's not like so after they join. Yeah, no, I think that's really what we have to dig into, but you're right. It's it's these little things. And I think it's all of the reasons those listening that are currently box owners started. And then right. somewhere along the way, I think the, the big thing that, well, first of all, I think a couple things happen. One, they discount too many memberships and now they're chasing more. Because I ultimately think, and I know you believe this as well, it's like, you don't need three, 400 members. You need a hundred people that you love being around, that love being around you, that you, you're basically your friends that pay you your normal rate, meaning no discounts, and, and then potentially pay you a little bit more, whether it's buying a t-shirt or a fitting mm -hmm. or, or all different you know, things at the box. So that's, that's A. But B, the big disconnect, and, and this was me, like, all right, the most successful boxes of, 500 people. So I need 500 people. And first of all, you're doing kind of, you know, restaurant math on a napkin. Like you don't know if they're actually making as much money as you think 500 times, $150 million, you know, they're, they're crushing it. Well, they also have a bigger staff. They have, you know, more expenses, all those things. And then ultimately, and I think the biggest thing that you have to evaluate is, are they happy? Cause I can tell you in 2008 and nine, when I had like, a hundred of my close friends and we were literally going out every weekend to restaurants and bars together and they were showing up and they had no problem paying my rates 
which we you know weren't at, you know, they're probably 125, 140 at the time. That was when I was having the most fun as an affiliate owner. I was training with them. You know, I had a handful of coaches that were even closer friends of mine. And then it became like, okay, let's grow, let's grow, let's grow. The people that I loved started leaving and they were replaced by people that I didn't like as much. And, you know, even though I might've been making a little more money, eventually I'd say it led to a little bit of a burnout, which is why I accepted the buyout on my, on Albany Cross in my first gym. You could do both. That's the other misconception is that this idea that you can't have good retention with high numbers and high numbers is different to everybody. Some people think hundred is high numbers. Some people think that, that 300 is high. Some people laugh at 300. They're like a thousand is high. So high is whatever it means to you based on what you imagine your affiliate to be and, and which is important in this whole in this whole process and then understanding that with this whole thing about like having people stay happy what requires effort at every point in the process and it takes time to build that but it takes it what it really takes is intention with understanding that retention starts at very first point of contact. And then there's a whole lot of other things that happen after there. So that would be one spoke, you know, having some sort of 180 day journey would be another spoke. And then there's a ton of things in there that are individual or group-based and all of these things together make retention. Retention is, is not a thing. Retention is a collection of practices that are done consistently and consistently well with inside the affiliate that systematically allow people to get what they find valuable in the affiliate. That's what retention is. It's not an email campaign. Did you write that down, Katie? That, you know what that was reminiscent of, Fern? That was I blacked like, out. I don't know what happened. Seriously, <laughs> what happened? Like, the thing about ethics. Um, no, that reminded me of when you and I get on staff and you know peek behind the curtain there's certain things in the manual that we have to say verbatim. We call it right. the bold. That right. reminded me of someone reading the bold for the first time. Like, <laughs> here's the big one. Here's the big one. Uh, the complexity of the movements are like, I don't even remember the bold. Right, yeah, you're definitely not good at this, but yeah. continue. <laughs> or, you know, the seeds of the- How about work. this? Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you suck at this. So let me, tr let me try my hand. The breadth and depth, right? the breadth of the adaptation will correlate, right? So like, let's just both continue to fuck these up and I'll just continue with your trend of not knowing, just continue to not know what the manual says, right? So the way, meaning like you didn't, like it sounded, I just literally, I was just talking. No, no, it, it sounded like you read it. That's how good it was. It, it I definitely like, didn't read it. It yeah. sounded like I've you never, actually- I've never written that down, but that is the concept that rattles around in my brain all the time. It, 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 it sounded like you actually- Put some thought into this podcast for a brief moment in time, but Katie, well, somebody's Katie, got to. But here's here's the deal: when when Coach Glassman was giving these lectures for the first time, somebody was writing this down and saying like, "That was good. Say that again." Right. Katie, clearly, well, first of all, we're recording this, so we can always go back and listen to it. So but don't Katie, write it down, or do write it. it down. <laughs> I, I can. This is how I also know it was good. I can see it in Katie's eyes that she was like, I need to be taking this shit down. Right, Katie, <laughs> were you thinking that? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always taking notes during this, but that was that was a fernication, if I've ever heard Ooh, one. Oh, good. <laughs> Vernacular. Vernacular. But yeah, that, I'll definitely uh, pull that out as a, uh, a clip. But, but yeah, it's funny. It is as if you guys plan this out, but little do people know, yeah. it's not really planned out ever. <laughs> I want to be clear so people don't get upset. We definitely did not plan anything. Uh, we, we planned the topic. In, we did plan the topic about, about a minute before yeah, we hit record. Um, on our coaches development call today, Devin asked me to not get off topic. Uh, we know that didn't happen, so did not like, happen. And I was, but you know, I think that's part of the allure, if you will. Like you don't want to just hear knowledge nonstop. You want to, you know, get a little, you know, fun, you know, and educate, inspire, entertain. entertain. Exactly. You got that one right. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Not bold. Try. Let's just like, hey, redeem yourself. Give us the definition of CrossFit. Redeem yourself. Work capacity across broad time. Consistently variabled <laughs> functionality. Consistently variabled functionality. That's what it is. Let me tell a quick quick sidebar. We, um, I was taking my second level one in a place called Dallasboro, Maine, which was like a police base in Maine. So it's still when, when seminars weren't around a whole lot. Uh, this was 2008. And the girl I was dating at the time, and I needed a coach, I went with her. Pod Whitman's give, giving um, the What is CrossFit lecture. So we're kicking off the weekend. And he's like, hey, so, you know, it gets so intensity. And he's like, you know, so what is intensity? And, you know, at this point, everyone, you know, it's like throwing out random things. It's working hard. It's sweating. It's grunting. And I put my hand up. And I was like, intensity is the independent variable uh, most commonly associated, associated with the rate of return of favorable adaptation. And Whoa, he was, that was close. That was close, right? But he knew it better back then. But anyway, he looked around like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, and he was like, whoa. And I, you know, I impressed him. Oh, that, okay. That's where we were going with that story. That's Got it. Story. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was impressive. Um, you know, think about at your level one, no one, if you ask that at any given level one, no one knows it. But because I think I've had maybe like one person get it and yeah, like I had taken it and I was I had already actually taken my level two at this point. So, you know, I was, I was pretty deep into it. But anyway. Yeah, that's that's where I think the, the, the biggest disconnect with the idea of retention is like, number one, I don't think people fundamentally understand what it is. And admittedly, it took me a long time to realize that intensity is not like a singular thing. And that's when it doesn't work. When you when you look at it as a something that exists by itself, like this, you know, the idea of intensity exists in this silo, and this silo is is you know absent of any connection point or communication with anything else that you do in the business. And when you that is not the case, and and that retention is actually interwoven into quite literally everything you do within the business. This starts to improve for people understanding that like what your website looks like is part of retention, how you book appointments is part of retention, what your onboarding process looks like is part of retention, your number one retention tool is the classes is retention, you know, the, you know, and then uh, all the things that happen after like what your events look like what your fit like all of that is retention. And if you think about your affiliate, and I think about my affiliate, when I look at all of those things, it becomes very easy to identify which one of them are lacking. And if you have a retention problem, 
I mean, let's just let's just make let's let's pull a Jay Ackerman. Let's just make something up, right? Let's just make something up. If you're missing three of those things, you probably have a really poor retention. Let's yeah. just say there's ten spokes on there, and if you're missing just three of them, you probably have pretty poor retention. And I would say, you know, you you you're using this spoke analogy, which I think is fine. You know, and, and call it ten, but it may be eight, it may be twelve. I think there's a couple things that we can agree, like hey, always need to be done. But a lot of it is just really sometimes not even measurable. It's intangible. You know, it's, you know, are you, it's, it's, are you learning about every member? Are you doing the things like asking one more question? Yes, of course, there's plenty of things that we can say you need to be doing these, but it's more so looks like, hey, I'm no longer doing these things that I should be doing because I'm chasing after getting more people in the box, which then leads to, you know, worst relationships not just for the new people but also for the old people older well, members for sure but this this is where i this is where I, I i disagree to some extent where i i disagree very much so on the premise that that, that those, these things are intangible they're very tangible if we really dig down deep right so the things you're talking about is asking one more question for well like that should be part of this for a class eval class evals are part of retention meaning like are we talk are we checking in with every single athlete every single athlete not just three or four of them every athlete on our checklist for evals it says every athlete did you use every athlete's name in the general warm-up did you use every athlete's name during the specific warm-up did you use every athlete's name during the cool down or during the workout which if and the answer, what we found was, um, I forget which one it was. I, it was in the general warm up, where we, we looked at all the metrics and like we our coaches were crushing in the specific and the and the workout. The general warm up is where we were missing opportunities, which is most most in most instances the ideal spot to have like those, you know, casual conversations about like how's the kids. Did you get, you got a new truck? That's really cool. Oh, you guys are moving out and you bought some spot out in the woods. That's great. Or like, Hey, did you guys see the game last night? That's all that happens in the general warm up because once you get into the specific and the workout, like you don't have time for that, but these are, that is part of it. And again, it's, it is a very small part of a larger, you know, pie, if you will, that, that allows you to maximize retention and you, and you're not going to hit on all of them all the time. But the point is being aware of what they are and then intentionally driving towards making sure that happens because inevitably if we lined up all of these metrics which we can measure them and we look at retention we say hey retention's starting to become a little bit of an issue we're having a higher churn rate and we can attribute them to non variables outside of our control meaning the person moved so take those out where there's nothing you can do about it. that's not a retention problem so and so cancel it nobody fucking knows why right that one is the one i'm concerned about and then if I look at that and it, and it tends to be a trend and then I line up all the things that we're supposed to be doing, I could very quickly identify like two to three or four things that we're not doing, which we could very easily, if we sat this person down and we really extracted information from them, they would identify those. They would be like, hey, I just, I don't feel like anybody in the gym knows me or like you guys haven't reached out in three weeks and uh, I don't feel like anybody cared or I just don't feel like I'm, you know, progressing at all. You know, or I, I came here for the social aspect, but you guys don't do any events, right? Like they, they would tell us. So then what I have to do is I have to put all of those things in place systematically so that those boxes get checked as frequently and as systematically as possible 
within the confines of your community and your gym so that it's fun, so that it feels, smells, tastes like CrossFit Rife or CrossFit Albany or whatever your gym name is, not, not cookie cutter. You know, I don't disagree in the sense that you're right. I think ideally, I don't know how to explain this. You know, Nicole Carroll said it to me at my level too. I've repeated it numerous times. We know. You know, you're not the best coach. People like being around you. And, you know, Katie, you're on our coaches development calls. I think it's a lot of similar, right? It's, it's, yeah, people like being around me. And it's, what's the, it's like the, I forget if it was Mother Teresa or Maya Angelou. People won't remember what you said. It's the remember you make made them feel. And I think you're you're right. It's that idea of conscious competence versus you know unconscious competence. Like know what you're doing well there. It's something I know I continue to do. And I wouldn't say it's on accident. Like I purposely do it, but it's also because it's just a part of my DNA and B, I enjoy it. Like that's when people ask me, like, what's changed? It's like I've enjoyed seeing other people happier. Which is, which again, I, I, I agree with you. Like that is it. But the overarching theme here is that is one piece of it because that, that whole dynamic that you described is unique to Jason Ackerman. That necessarily can't be recreated or replicated across every single coach. So I have to put things in place that would catch anybody that would fall through the cracks for any particular reason or the people who are not drawn to Jay Ackerman because they just, you know, I don't like short people or whatever, right? Like anything like that. Like they're just having to, you know, they're prejudiced towards short people. So there's but, other things in there because understanding what people find valuable is a, is a big aspect of this. Yeah. And, and what I was going to say is based on what you're saying is you can take this stuff that is unique to me, but create those spokes or create something that is measurable. Because yes, I, I connect with people. I talk, I, I get down these rabbit holes of just wanting to learn more. That's just who I am. I'm curious. I, I like to learn these weird nuancey things about stuff. And maybe not everybody can do that nor want to do it. But if you quantify it as, hey, you need to know the Ford or you need right. to ask one more question or you need to say their name. Right. Not only may you, you know, start to make those connections, but you'll naturally, it's like anything. You'll just start to like, if I teach you hip extension, you'll start doing it everywhere. Oh, now you're doing it when you box jump as well as snatch and clean, et cetera. And you'll find, I mean, I had family over recently and I get down these, especially just to peek behind the curtain again, but I'm on edibles. When I've taken an edible, I get so curious. It's crazy. Like, and that's how Roz knows. Roz will be like, you took a gummy. And I'm like, how do you know? She's like, because you're asking questions. Like, you get too crazy. Like, your mind, like, my mind just gets really wanting to know more and more and more. And I think part of that has, like, drifted over to my everyday life where I'm not. Like, I don't do like, I is that. Is that what I should expect when you're like, when you text me, you're like, I've got an idea. And I'm like, send it to somebody else. I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are you on a gummy? Did you take a gummy last yeah, night? Stop it. Stop yeah. it like my son i'm like put that down put that idea down <laughs> where'd you get that idea stop doing it um so i i think I, that's that's really where i think the big hiccup is and that's where people have a breakthrough and we start walking them through you know a, a, a pretty long list of action items with regard to retention because i i think that the idea of retention is largely be misconstrued or misunderstood or just not really explained well and hopefully this podcast at least starts to broaden your aperture on, on what retention is, 
right? It's not a thing. It, it is a series of things that would happen. Um, and again, like if, if you were to just make things up and think of it just like dating, you would quickly kind of come up with a lot of things that you could start to implement within your gym with regard to, you know, how you contact people, you know, like what the, what your house looks like. Is it clean? Is it dirty? Like uh, what's your attitude like when people come into the facility? Are you thoughtful? You know, like, are you giving gifts? Are you reaching out at, at relevant and relative times, right? With regard to this relationship as it expands over time, that is retention, all of it. So the idea that retention is only once they've joined and now I need to start thinking about retention is flawed at best, ignorant at worst, right? So like, it, you know, it needs to be one of these things where like retention gets blanketed over everything. Everything that you do has an aspect of retention sprinkled onto it. And when you look at it that way, what we find almost every single time is that things start to get better. Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, here's here's a challenge I would throw out to box owners. Let me know what you think about this, Fern. I would say export your member list. All right, so now you have 100 or you have 80 people or however many members you have. And I would look at it through the, through the, the lens of, is this person going to stay forever or are they going to leave? Like, are, is this person at risk for leaving? And then those that are going to stay forever, think about, okay, what about them is why they're going to stay forever. What connections have I made with them? And those that you're like, I don't know, dig in. And maybe it's not you. Like maybe for you, it's a hey, Cassidy uh, or Jake. I need you to touch base with so-and-so. I need you to find out more because it doesn't always have to be the box owner. It's nice if it is, but you know, they, there's that expression with tribes. It's like, typically you can handle like 75. So you need to have more coaches, which allows you to have more, you know, quote unquote tribes or a bigger tribe. But I think if you look at it from that perspective, it would, it would open your eyes. Like there's definitely members just when I coached last night where I'm like, this is my buddy. They, you know, they, they message me, they ask me these questions. And then there's people where I'm like, oh, I need to get to know them better. So I think if you can look at your entire list of membership and, and look at that, because then you get to the point where it's like, wow, we have a hundred people and I feel confident a hundred percent of them are here given any you know, like I said, people are inevitably, oh, my, my husband got a new job. We have to relocate or, you know, we have a crazy expensive summer coming up. So we need to, you know, there's always going to be one or two people coming and going, but look at that list and think to yourself, how do I retain all of these? And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, the idea that we promote a lot of, you know, if you can just gain two or three new members a month while keeping those hundred, that's 136 people in a year. That's 172 a year from, you know, and not only more members, more better members. Is that, a, is that, is that English? Uh, you definitely used words in the English dictionary, uh, but I will, I will, I will, I will be on board with your use of more better. So yes. It's actually, I've misspoke. It's mo better. Mo better. I was going to go with the same one. So no, I, I agree. Um, but this is also very important. And this is where I kind of go against the grain a little bit. I care, meaning like I care a lot about members is also not sufficient. Like it's important. And, and, and the idea that you care about your members needs to be actionable and tangible, right? Because the I care is subjective or like, like, I think I care about certain things. And my wife's like, you don't give a shit about that. And I'm like, 
I thought I cared. You know, like I thought she's like, why? Because, because she cares about it way more. Right. Like, it, so again, if, if you, if, and this is where this is, and I, and I bring this up because this is important. Like, this is one of the, the biggest things like, you know, how, how many affiliate owners do you talk to that don't give the statement? Like, we just really care about our members. Right. Which in and of itself would kind of, kind of explain that, like, or, or kind of prove the fact that like you caring is not enough. It's part of it. Right. And that's really kind of what I want people to, to, to leave this podcast with is like, there's a lot of different aspects to retention. Yes, you should, you, you absolutely need to care. Otherwise it will come across as disingenuous and it will not work. However, you caring is not enough, right? That caring has to manifest itself in a, in, in a, in a lot of different ways, you know, both direct, but you know, indirect, tangible, intangible. There's a lot of things that go in there. And, and I, and again, this, I just want people to take a step back here and be like, if retention is your problem, well, maybe we don't understand what retention is. And maybe I've been searching for this template or this email that I think is going to solve my problems when it's actually not. What I need to do is understand the overarching theme of how retention seeps into every single action that happens in the gym, how you communicate with your members, how your classes run, what your onboarding process looks like, what your retail experience looks like, all of that stuff. That stuff is retention. And if you're looking for a silver bullet and I just have, I want this, you know, magic 180 journey, 180 journey or whatever you wanted it to be, it's not going to solve your problem. It might make it a little bit better, but it's not going to solve the retention problem that you're currently dealing with. Yeah. And the good news is if they don't know what it is, they can go back and re-listen to the bold that you laid out about 20 minutes ago in this episode and put it on repeat. Because I don't I, <laughs> if, if we ask you to repeat that statement how many what Not percent a chance. <laughs> yeah like four yeah, percent and you know and, and to be clear we you know we do teach about a 180 day journey and, and i don't think alone that's the key but i do think that's kind of the foundation that then opens your eyes to okay i need to do these things and other things but though you know without doing the foundation first it's like nutrition right eat meats vegetables nuts seeds etc Cool. Well, it doesn't matter if I'm tracking my macros if I'm not doing that. And it's the same here with retention. Right. And, and it's and also one of these things like, okay, or do you hear that echo? Yeah. Is that me? Yeah. You, okay. I didn't hear it. You hear it, Katie? Okay. Somebody yeah. tried to blame me for Katie's echo. Did you see that, Katie? It, you're, you were echoing, I thought. It, was I echoing or you? I thought I heard you echoing when I went back and listened. It's your, first of all, you're like in a different room every day, Katie. Well, you said am- <laughs> those are make-believe those are make-believe backgrounds and no nope. you know and i also feel like we need to address the uh what's the expression the elephants in the room lou uh lou i'd like you to you are the first person lou i'd like you to stop listening to this podcast <laughs> is that katie's dad <laughs> yeah that's, that's my dad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, lou you know lou Lou, you're my number one fan. You're, you're, you can stay forever. Lou, Lou, give, give not the podcast a review. Just give me a review on the podcast in iTunes. Just be like, can you, Ferns of shit, Ackerman sucks. Can you block a listener? I want to block. <laughs> imagine, hey, imagine young Katie, if we made her block her own dad. <laughs> That'll probably be- create some tension in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. I would never I do, do that. Lou. Be fine. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I moved out. I'm, I'm my own woman. That's <laughs> independent. 
I'm Best married. Power. I got a husband. I don't need you, Dad. Best hour above all. Yeah. <laughs> Best hour, um, family, everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I completely forgot what we were talking about. But you you sidetracked us and go I was back, like, re-listen yeah. to Fern's bold about retention. Yeah. But really, I think the, the the if we were to sum all of this up, it's many little things. However. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll change my stance to some extent. They are measurable. They are observable. They are repeatable. You just have to figure out what those things are for not just you, but then for your coaching staff. But yeah, I think the big picture is also stop just chasing these, you know, cold leads or people that aren't going to be great and start nurturing. Look around your gym. You have people that have been there, like Fern said, for a year or longer don't forget about them because indifference is what's going to cause them to leave. And sometimes indifference is I'm not seeing progress like I used to. We all know at some point in our CrossFit journey, the PRs don't come every day anymore. Right. right? It, it, things start to hurt a little bit. We have to scale workouts because our elbow is bothering us. Or you had a baby. What are you doing to get that member that had a, has a you know baby monster like I do to still show up, you know, two or three days a week and say, Hey, this is still important to you. Um, you know, you need to still focus on this. So it's lots of little things. I'm not ending it there. Cause I have a question. Oh yeah. I have a question All right. Shoot your question. It wasn't, it wasn't that it did. It didn't, it wasn't a solid ending anyway. No, it so, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't. yeah it was. Katie, if we, if I asked you, Katie, all right, edit, edit every podcast down to just the meaningful statements. How long do you think our show would be? Oh, like and, a minute and a half. <laughs> right. And then more importantly, primarily, whose voice would it consist of? It's 100%. It would be Ferns. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, and oh, that's where we'll end the show. Any, you know, go back and li listen or, you know, find any good partnership, whether it's comedians or singer-songwriter. There's always, you know, the person that stands out. But then there's always... When that other person leaves, like whatever, what, why did Fern go downhill so fast? And then they realize, oh, <laughs> it was actually Ackerman all along. Oh, Ackerman poisoned him. <laughs> Got it. That's what it, <laughs> it is true, though, that Jay sets up Fern. Like you ask more questions than Fern does. Fern just has, you know, he has those golden nuggets of answers. So that is He's, true. So it's Jay's, a great partnership. <laughs> I'm the kicker. Jay's the holder. Yeah, I set them up. I give them like a volleyball, like a set. Right. And you know, it works. And, and we understand our roles. And many people will say, you know, what that means is, you know, I have a less ego. I don't need to be. <laughs> I don't need to be the guy, right? Like, what about, uh, I'm I'm sure if we asked any listener, they would know immediately. They would say Jason Ackerman, level four coach, because right, I yeah, feel yeah. like you drop that in there <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, so that's all right. <laughs> no big deal. No big hey, I'll tell you what we're not maximizing right now with the listeners is retention. So let's go ahead and end this. If you guys have questions about retention or you, if, or if this is something that you really do struggle with, set up a phone call. We're happy to chat with you and just walk through some of that stuff with you. Um, Cause it is one of the things that we fix with a lot of people. Um, and it's come through a lot of trial and error. And at the end of the day, it's not just sticking a bandaid on something that's it that's broken we have to fundamentally fix how we view and how we approach the idea of retention because this is how you grow this awesome community that you want to have so that when you walk in your day you, your gym every day that you really love being there milk toast 
so you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at Best Hour of Their Day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub. Just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products. 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. Will pay.